<clears throat> so uh, <clears throat> that was my hero and mentor, Dr. Larry Webster. I um, no words could express uh, how much I miss him uh, and how much he meant to not just the ICPA and the profession, but to you know to me personally. Um, you know, he was as big a loss as Dr. Sid was you know, a couple of years ago, uh, because those two gentlemen in my chiropractic life, like, were earth-shatteringly changing, you know, for me. That they, both of them, had a major hand in making me the person that I am today and making me the chiropractor that I am today. And I know that if Dr. Webster was still alive today, that he would have advanced pediatric chiropractic way, way, way further than we have because he was just, he was on the cusp, and he died so young, he was only in his like early 60s uh, when he passed away um, back in the late 90s. But I know that Dr. Jeannie Ohm and uh, those group, that group uh, that first took over when he passed away, they said, we can't just let this die. And they really did a, a rocking you know, thing of it and really made an amazing um, time. But I don't want to spend time necessarily talking about Dr. Webster because I'm going to spend the whole lecture on him. What I want to do today just for a few minutes is recognize another mentor that um, my wife and I were just talking about and I haven't thought about him in quite a while. Uh, but someone that nobody knows because uh, he was my high school history teacher and his name is Dr. Robert Fleischer. And why I'm telling you about him is because uh, he's another one of the heroes and mentors in my life that my life would completely not be the same uh, if it wasn't for him. Matter of fact, he was probably the first hero or mentor I had in my life. And this is why he was so important to me. <clears throat> Back in ninth grade, uh, as, as you probably can't imagine, but I was unbelievably shy. Uh, I would like to picture myself doing what I'm doing right now was an impossibility. Um, and I, I just started high school, and I remember going into his class and like, I just kept my head down and I would never answer any questions unless I was asked directly. And you know, I would just try to be as much of a wallflower as I possibly could. And somehow or other, on the, you know, the parent-teacher conference day that early in the year when the teachers talk to your parents and stuff? Well, he made a deal with my parents, unbeknownst to me. And this was the deal. He said, I'm, next time I see your son, I'm going to tell him to stay at the class and then I'm going to tell, make him join the debate and speech team. And say, if he doesn't join the bait and speech team, I'm going to fail him. Uh, and I didn't know that, right? I didn't know this conversation had taken place. So the next time, you know, I, it was like a Thursday night or so Friday, I go into class and I sat down and we had class. And at the end, he said, Drew, Ruben, you stay back. And I'm like, you know, what do I do? I, don't, I never say anything. I never do anything. And um, so everybody else leaves. He's just me and him in the room. And he comes up to me like this. And he says, Drew. Uh, I want you to be in the debate speech team. And I'm like, yeah, right, no, thank you, that's not for me. I, you know, I play hockey, that's what I do. And he said, you're going to join the debate speech team. And I said, I don't want to join it, thank you, I really appreciate it. He said, well, let me rephrase this. If you don't join the debate speech team, I'm going to fail you. I was like, you can't do that. He said, oh, yes, I can, and watch me. And I was like, now, now, in today's day and age, you know, there would be all kinds of stuff, but this was back in the 80s. Um, so, um, you know, he, he had pretty much carte blanche. He was the head of the department. Um, 
And uh, I was like, this is stupid. I can't believe this. What are you going to make me do? And I went home to my parents, and I'm all upset. I can't believe it. He's going to make me like talk in front of all these people. I hate that. I'm so embarrassed and so shy. They're like, oh, Drew, it's okay. You know, we'll talk to the principal. This be... And they never did, of course. Um, <laughs> conspiracy against me, you know. Uh, that's why I'm paranoid when you start talking about something, you know. So anyway, um, so but but here's here's like just the same way that Dr. Webster was a mentor to me and he helped me, and Dr. Sid was a mentor to me. <clears throat> Dr. Fleischacker, not only was, was he a mentor, he was a blessing. Because for that next year, it wasn't that he just made me join the team, the debate and speech team, and just left me flounder. And I did, I was awful, like my first meet, like he made me read, you know, do some speech and I just, you know, stood there head down, you know, blew out whatever it is I said and just got the worst grades, right? But he, he coached me. He spent time with me and he coached me on timing and looking people in the eyes and, you know, inflection and tone and volume and all this kind of stuff. And he coached me and he coached me so much that that like by the end of the first year, I was actually starting to like it. By the end of the second year, I was really enjoying it. By the end of the third and fourth year, I was one of the best in the state. And I ended up in my senior year uh, being like number four in the Northeast in my particular you know, event uh, of public speaking. And that was unbelievable. Like, and I, and I still, you know, I, I look back, because um, he left the school, he was kind of older at the time, and he left the school a little bit after I graduated high school, so I saw him once or twice. And I look back, and I never had the chance to say to him, first off, Mr. Flashbacker, thank you so much for what, what you did, and second off, why? Like, why? I don't know what he saw in me. I didn't even see him doing this with anybody else. You know, he didn't, like, pick a person out every year or whatever. Maybe he did, I just didn't know about it. But he spent, like, it was unbelievable how much time he spent with me and everybody. He spent time with everybody, but he really kept on honing in on me and making sure that I was getting better and improving. And if it wasn't for that, there's zero possibility of me doing what I'm doing today. Zero. I would be teaching a life. I would be teaching for ICPA. I would, there's no, none of this stuff would have happened if it wasn't for him. His tutelage and his mentoring and his positivity and his seeing something in me that I didn't see in me. Right? And <clears throat> that's what the, the reason I'm bringing that up to you is because when you guys graduate and you're out of here and now you're a doctor and you have this amazing influence, I pray that you have influence like that on some other young person. I pray that someday some kid stands up and says, you know, this, you know, doctor, when I was like really sick, like help me get well and then help me get so happy about my getting well that I decided to become a chiropractor too and now I'm changing lives because of that person, you know? Or or maybe they're doing something else, but because of you, you have you mentored them. You are more than just someone who is cracking their back, right? Like what like I don't want to be like some nameless faceless person that, oh yeah, we used to go to that chiropractor a long time ago, who is that? I don't remember what you know. I don't want that. I, I want to to leave a legacy, right? I want to that, that the kids that I touch today are going to remember not just that I that I touched them and that they felt better, but that I loved them, and that they knew that I loved them. Because Mr. Flash, you know, he never like expressed anything like that to me. I know that he must have really truly felt something special 
about me because he never would have done what he did if he didn't. And he saw something in me that, that I never had even imagined possible. And I thought about it when my wife and I were, were, were talking about stuff and um, uh, we're doing this Facebook Live thing now every Wednesday night and uh, we were talking in the car last night and she said, why on earth are you so afraid of going on Facebook Live? Because I said, I get a little nervous before I start speaking. She said, true, you speak in front of thousands of people. What the hell is wrong with you? And I said, you know, I'm just not used to it. I'm just like, you know, I'm used to people, not like a camera, you know. Um, and she said, but, but you're not shy. And I said, but I was. And then all of a sudden, I started thinking about Mr. Fleischacker and saying, holy cow, like I've never publicly thanked him. And, and, and so that's, that's why... You know, that's why I'm doing this now, even though he's probably long gone, and he may, or maybe his progeny will never hear anything like this. I just wanted to come out in public and say thank you to Mr. Fleischacker, because if it wasn't for him, then there's zero way of me being here. And, and I hope that someday someone stands up in front of some audience somewhere and mentions your name and says, this person did like unbelievable things for me, and I'm here today because this chiropractor cared enough to take the time out to not just to crack my bones, but to, to really teach me. And teach me to, and not just about my spine, but teach me about living a better life. And I hope that someday you'll be standing up and saying that about, or somebody else will be standing up and saying that about you. Dean? You ever hunted him down? Yes, I have tried to hunt him down. And